Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to The Social Circus, where every week we dive into a variety of topics covering social media, mindset, and how to run your business. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Well, hello everyone and welcome to The Social Circus. Today, Can You Believe is episode 21 and I am thrilled to be joined by someone who I'm very honoured to call a friend and who I've known as a work colleague for many years. It's the wonderful Nick Bathurst from Naturally Nick. Hey, Nick. Hello. Thanks, Sarah, for having me on. This is exciting after all these years. I know, I know. Um, It's quite crazy how long we've known each other. And I think you're actually one of our early website clients. And um, I I love that we still work together. So for people who are not aware of who you are, tell us a little bit about particularly your qualifications and who you work with and what do you do? Thanks, Sarah. So um, I'm a dietitian. I've been a dietitian for over 30 years. And I kind of did a pivot back in 2013 when I got breast cancer. And I was, it was a bit of a shock because I was the healthiest person I know. I'm still the healthiest person I know. And I just went, oh my goodness, how did this happen? And while, you know, food is not the absolute indicator of whether you're going to get cancer or not, I knew that, you know, the research showed that I could probably do better. And so I started researching in places that I hadn't you know, looked before and pretty much transitioned to being 100% plant-based. So I find myself today being very passionate about helping people. I don't don't necessarily want you to become a vegan, but just eating more plants, as I'm sure we'll talk about today, is just going to make such a difference with your health. You know, your health, your hormones, your weight, everything. And it's not as scary as it sounds. Yes. Oh, no, that's so exciting. Before we dive in, can you explain to everyone and probably just to me, what is the difference between um, a dietitian and a nutritionist? Because they both sound like they're like super well qualified. So um, for us, uninitiated. (laughs) So all dietitians are nutritionists first. So we all do a Bachelor of Science in whatever. So mine was food and nutrition. Um, And then it's the dietitians who go on and do the graduate diploma and they're the ones that can work in hospitals. Right. Okay. Got you. So I think it's fair to say you're very well qualified. And with 30 years experience under your belt, you're um, probably an absolute expert in all of these things. Now, your audience is probably quite similar to mine because we've, I work with female business owners. They don't tend to be super young ladies, uh, more of my vintage. And your area of expertise is really women like me. And so tell me a little bit about who you love to work with. Yeah, I love to work with women in midlife because I think that we've been um, given a raw deal from society and, and you know, perhaps um, medical professionals who kind of say, well, now that you're in midlife, you know, just forget about weight loss or forget about achieving a healthy body weight and there's nothing you can really do about it. But in actual fact, you know, what you eat can impact your hormones and, what you know what you eat can absolutely help you lose weight I mean your hormones are doing a reshuffle and it is going to make weight loss a little bit more difficult but so not impossible and we've just been bombarded Sarah you know with decades of fad diets and you know gurus sprouting different things and so I feel like we're confused. We're really confused about what is healthy because women Mm. come to me and they say, well, I'm eating healthy for goodness sake, but the weight's still coming on. And so while it might be those hormones, 99% of the time, it's what you're eating. 
Wow, that's so interesting. And I think the thing is that as we get older, um, not only do we tend to struggle with a little bit of that hormonal weight, but we also start to notice, and I'm noticing this myself as I rapidly approach um, another big milestone birthday, um, that we start to feel different in our bodies and we start to feel those signs of aging and we start to feel like we're a bit creaky and we're not as energetic and mobile as we are. Now, is that something that's um, just like it's just wear and tear like a car or is that something that's going to be assisted with an improved diet as well? Absolutely, it can be improved with diet and also, you know, movement. Mm-hmm. and making sure that we are you know because if we don't use it we do lose it yes. so it is really important at our age to be doing not only the cardio but also to be doing some weight bearing because the it's the muscle that really um is going to project us um you know in good health into our latter or last season (laughs) (laughs) at autumn years (laughs) that's right yes and it's uh, it's really interesting isn't it because I think as a society uh, I look at my my grandmother who's passed away now but she lived well into her 90s and um she seemed to be very unfussed with having a complicated diet. She had a um she had a very probably a healthy diet but a very simple diet um and it seemed a lot easier for her than I feel like what the choices we now make and the the amount of information that we get. Would you say that would be true? So true. Yeah. We're just bombarded at every turn with how we should be eating and, and not only how we should be eating, the supermarket shelves are full of, you know, almost like neon flashing signs, you know, I'm healthy, eat me. And, mm-hmm. and everywhere we go, you know, we're faced with these, you know, Um, high calorie you know tempting foods and so it can just be really difficult to navigate all of that and I think we also overcomplicate it you know I think you have to have this wowed variety I mean I eat oats for breakfast every morning might be rolls, might be you know steel cut oats different types of fruit you know bits and pieces but it just doesn't have to be complicated Oh, I love hearing that because some of the things I often think about is, um, do we have enough variety in our diet? And my children, <laughs> I've got teenage boys, so they eat quantity, but they, I, they are, I find myself cooking and preparing a lot of the same foods and that can be a frustration. I often wonder if that's healthy or not. Um, and so it's refreshing to hear you say that. But for a lot of us um, women who we do tend to work at home and look, I'll, I'll be honest and say that. I definitely do not eat well during the day. And it's something that I've been making a conscious decision to try and and do better. And um, it is really, really hard. And you would think that being at home, it should be easier, but actually we can be quite lax. And I know that I certainly am guilty of walking, going through the whole day and sometimes not eating enough, which can be really challenging. So um, I would love to hear some of your tips to help us um, take better care of ourselves during the day, particularly when we're working at home. So what's your thoughts on what, um, I love the oats for breakfast. I'm down with porridge. That's great. But after that, tell me about what would be like an ideal day. Like, and, and like we're not looking for perfection here, but tell me, should I be snacking? Should I not be snacking? Should I be eating a big lunch? Tell me what your great advice is to help me and my audience with this. Very individual. As a diet, as a diet, as a dietitian, I don't do diet plans. Yes. Tell you what to eat. I'd rather start with where you're at. Right. If you are the kind of person that just doesn't feel like eating first thing in the morning, then we just make sure 
that one, you're not having coffee on an empty stomach because that's a conversation for another day. That's not going <laughs> to help you. You can have a coffee, but I, my rule is you must have it after breakfast. Oh, okay. So that's we great don't feel tip. like eating from, until about nine or ten. We just want to make sure that that first meal is healthy. So yeah. that's why I love my clients to take, you know, overnight oats. You know, make I make actually I do everything the day the night before. Ooh. So I make my breakfast the night before. If I'm having porridge, I will actually put it in the saucepan and put it on the stove. And then when I come down in the morning or when I'm ready to eat, then I turn it on. Wow, that's yes. so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and the other thing that I do is um, make up that if I'm having overnight oats, I put it in the pot the night before. So I'll put my oats and the water, the fruit or whatever, chuck it in the fridge and I've got heaps of varieties of that, but then it's ready to go. Wow. So that's a big time saver because I'm, I'm, I'm your person who I'm not a fan of eating early in the morning. It takes me ages to get my brain and I come an early riser but I don't want to eat for quite a while so and then often by the time I've got the my, my boys off to school then I dive into the day and it's like I actually haven't eaten breakfast yet and <laughs> I'm guilty of having hot drinks on an empty stomach not coffee but mostly tea and um, so I love that tip about preparing overnight and then like you said it's all individual but what's your what is your view on snacking because this is something that I feel there is so much information around like you hear people say you should eat every two hours and other people like you should fast all the time and I just I have no idea what the right thing to do is and I would love you for us working at home and this means that we're probably sitting on our bottoms for a massive chunk of the day what is your thoughts on and how we can be taking care of our particularly our mental energy yeah I, I once again it comes down to you yes and I think I, we can put a disclaimer on all your advice that you give that it's, it's, right. it's general in nature, blah, blah, blah. I think that's fine, Nick. You're all good. I love how I professional you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's that whole thing of giving out stock standard advice. Yeah. Um, I like to just eat three meals a day. Mm -hmm. I, I like to have breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yes. And um, spaced out around about three to four hours. Mm -hmm. If I do need to snack, I will always have cut up carrots in the fridge because mm -hmm. that's when you know you're really hungry <laughs> because we you know we go to the fridge um even if we're not hungry you know yes if we're bored and all that kind of thing yes so I do like to have um yeah my three meals a day I like to eat as early as possible so make dinner five six o'clock at night so that then there's a nice gap of three to four hours before I go to bed which means that my food is digested, meaning that my liver can do what it's supposed to do overnight, which is detox. And that's going to help the quality of your sleep. Ooh, that's such so, a yeah. big tip, Nick. Wow. Um, I'm in a family of early eaters, so I get a little tick for that. Oh. But that's my boys because before I had children, I was a late eater. But, you know, when children, go, mine went to bed very early for many years. So we're quite early eaters, like 5, 5.30. Um, yeah, so that's actually a right. good habit. A, such a good habit, such a good habit. And then shut the kitchen, you know, so you mm -hmm. don't want to be doing late night snacking, not just from a weight loss perspective, but from a health perspective. Mm. So, yeah, that, that's that's great. Now, I am, you know, as you know, I work from home. Yes. But I never arrive at a meal without having something there in the fridge for me to heat and eat. So oh, I'm so I jealous. Always, <laughs> always bulk cook. Okay. Every time I cook a meal, there's enough for at least my, my lunch the next day. I think that's the bare minimum for women who work from home or anybody really. Whatever you have for dinner the night before 
you have for lunch the next day. Or you do some extra things on the weekend. So you bulk cook a, a lentil dal or a big thick soup or, you know, mm -hmm. something um, that you can have for lunch. I mean, a lot of my clients are trying to minimise the amount of meat that they're eating. Yes. Hormonal perspective and also a health perspective. Um, I, you know, yes, I, I promote plants, but you don't have to be vegan, but I highly recommend that women only meet, eat meat once a day. And that portion size needs to be the size of a deck of cards. And so, you know, you don't have to eat less on your plate, but you have to change the proportions of less meat and more vegetables. Right. And so what that means is sometimes they're having roast vegetables that they had last night for lunch the next day with maybe some chickpeas added. Right. So, yeah, it's really about, and this is where it gets down to having a meal plan. I, my absolute passion is freeing women up, freeing their whole life up from thinking what is for dinner tonight by, doing, <laughs> by creating a personalised menu plan. And it has to be using the meals that you're already making. We mm. tweak those. We tweak them by making them uh, more, um, if, especially if you're on a weight loss journey, we make them, you know, so that they're more in line with that. Um, we increase the plant power of them and that just makes it so much easier. And then, yeah, and then I do it cyclical. So when I had a family of six and I was home educating my children, I had a three-week cyclic menu. So I never had to think week one, week two, week three, back to week one again. And Oh, my gosh, why are we not all doing that? <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, that sounds so simple. I'm sitting here just going because I, I, I actually, funny enough, was just talking to a client before we jumped on to chat and she was just saying she's really busy next week. She feels really overwhelmed. And I said, I'll oh, get some meals delivered because I do get meals delivered, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. I just find it takes the stress out of them. And um, that whole idea of having like a cyclical eating plan, it makes perfect sense. And to be fair, like when you've got children, you're often eating similar things exactly. each week anyway. Um, yep. And it's, yep. it's, it's a great idea. And I, I love, you've dropped some absolute gems and I have to circle back to them, Nick, because you probably talk about this all the time, but um, I'm unsure why, because I like bulk cooking, but I often cook um, and make extra meals that go in the freezer for my boys when it, things are busy. Um, but I never just thought, why don't I just eat that for lunch the next day? I'm kind yes. of embarrassed. You said that. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You help us do that for our business, Sarah. <laughs> I know like, it's crazy. The freedom that you give us because you help us content plan and all the rest of it. <laughs> That's what I do in the kitchen. Oh my gosh, it's brilliant. It's so good. So I love, I love those tips. So um, if we're going to snack in the day, is honestly carrots all we can do, or can we no. do nuts and other fun things? <laughs> well, while Okay, let's just let's take a back step because we really haven't talked about why plants are why I'm so passionate about yes, plants. Yes, let's do that because I was talking about um, before we started, so everyone knows. Nick and I were talking because I was saying a lot of the problems that I see when I'm coaching with clients is that people um, are not eating well during the day, that they're exhausted, and they're also quite emotionally strung out because they're feel like they're constantly um, trying to work from an empty cup, I guess, is the best way to describe it. So I was saying to Nick, this is some of the concerns I see. I'd love to talk about those. So Nick, talk to me about plants and hormones and feelings and <laughs> oh, all those things. Fire away. <laughs> the broad, the big, you know, starting at the big picture is I love to talk about that, that sugar film, the documentary that highlighted how sugar affects us. 
and you know and it's not it's not just sugar it's that when we eat crap we feel like crap we know that, you know, eating junk, eating, not eating a healthy diet makes us, you know, look terrible and feel terrible. But it's way deeper than that because it's, it's only plants that have fibre that feed our good gut bacteria. And our good gut bacteria, as we've learned, there's this gut-brain connection. Mm-hmm. And, our, and our good gut bacteria is responsible for like 80% of our immunity And then even more importantly, things like serotonin and dopamine, which are our feel-good, happy hormones. So if we want to wake up in the morning feeling fantastic, not only do we need good sleep, but we need to make sure that we have, you know, that we're constantly feeding these little guys so that we are, you know, alert and driven and and we're feeling energised and happy. And so it's huge. And not only that, fibre... Make sure, make sure we're regular. I mean, yes. you know, that's a given. But having an easy daily bowel movement is essential for us women because that fibre is like a, a, a magnet for toxins and estrogen. It's grabbing hold of them and taking them out of the body. And so if you're not having that daily movement, then that all those toxins and estrogen can get reabsorbed back into the body. So it's key. It's absolutely key. Now, fiber i mean plants is more than just vegetables i know that that's what we think oh i'm going to eat more vegetables nick but it's all vegetables even potatoes and sweet potatoes they're not fattening it's what we put on them right all fruit you know we don't have to be afraid of fruit there's a big difference between an orange and a glass of orange juice please eat the orange um Then there's all of your whole grains. That's your rolled oats, your brown rice, your quinoa, your barley, your, um, you know, all the the super pulses. That's right. But well, that the pulses are the legumes. But let me just talk about the whole grains. There's a big difference between a whole grain and flour. Once you have reduced a whole grain to a flour, that's pretty much that's the difference between a whole orange and orange juice. There's hardly any fiber. There's no zero fiber. And in fact, very little nutrients and you might as well be having sugar. Right. So we want the whole grain. And then there's all of your legumes. There's your beans and your lentils, like your chickpeas and your red kidney beans and your black beans and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then there is uh, some fiber in your healthy fats like olives, nuts and seeds and um, avocados. But they are mainly fat. So, you know, if you're on a weight loss journey, then you just want to minimize those, have them as condiments rather than, you know, the whole meal. Yeah, yeah. So it's about how can we sneak more of that, all those things that I mentioned, into what you're already doing. So what you were saying before, like spaghetti bolognese, add a can of lentils. If you've got a curry, add a can of chickpeas, add red kidney beans to your Mexican um you know just add those beans and lentils you don't have to use you don't have to start from scratch use the canned stuff like Mm -hmm. you know just just do it just try and get more in when you where you can and i think to get a little bit creative um like do things like um cauliflower steaks or you know um rice up some cauliflower and pop it into your white rice so, you know, this is such a, you know, but you, you need to be doing those things ahead, not dirtying the food processor when, you know, when you cook <laughs> rice, you want to have those kind of little things in the freezer. But there's all kinds of tips and tricks that 
I can help you with for your specific lifestyle. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because you don't want to be reinventing the wheel. You just want to make it easy. Oh, gosh. I could talk to you all day, Nick, but I'm mindful of time. <laughs> and I was going to say, look, that I think that brings us almost to a natural conclusion. So I am so thrilled to have had you here. And for everyone who's been listening in, I will put um, how you can work with Nick in the show notes. I'll connect you with her website and her Insta and her Facebook and all of those great things that she has available. And um, we've had so many great tips today, Nick. I want to thank you so much for generously sharing your vast amount of knowledge um i'm sitting here in my own head going why am i not doing those things <laughs> now, can i just quickly say sari i didn't answer your question about can you can i have more than carrots as a snack yes absolutely <laughs> hummus now i just want to say that on my um youtube channel there's a whole heap of um recipes that i've got cooking demonstrations so if you want some ideas I've done 10 different vegetables and a little cooking demo with recipes Ooh. that you can go and have a look and just get ideas um, so that you think, oh, yeah, so I better can make sure you put your YouTube on the show notes too. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh, my gosh, that's really exciting. Um, uh, for everyone who's listening, I had a session earlier with Nick Shane. I actually was eating hummus. <laughs> I didn't make it myself, but I bought it from um, a traditional Turkish um, restaurant who does make it. So I felt like that was good enough for me. I wasn't <laughs> store-bought, I suppose. So, um, look, Nick, I, I, I'm thrilled to have had you here, and I'm so excited to have learned and learned more from you, as I feel like I always do when I chat to you. And I'm certain that my audience will be so grateful for some of your tips and as I mentioned to everyone who's listening um, I will put in the show notes how you can connect with Nick and I will also now include her YouTube channel which has got some cool recipes on it but um, thank you Nick it's been a, a joy I know that for us um, busy ladies who run a business from home it is a constant struggle to not um, go and stare at the fridge every time we're bored with work and <laughs> to eat all the time and all those silly things so thank you for coming on today and sharing some tips that I know are going to be really useful for all of us to be more productive, be more positive and hopefully feel better. And for some of us, maybe lose some weight as well. So <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you for your time. I'm most appreciative. Oh, you're welcome, Sarah. It's been great fun. Oh, good. Excellent. And thank you to all my listeners for tuning in again this week. It's been delightful to have you um, come along on this fun journey. And I'll look forward to chatting to you all the same time next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Social Circus. As your host, Sarah Thompson, I am thrilled that you've chosen to spend your time hanging out with me. I would be so grateful if you could spare an extra moment to go and leave me a review on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you even felt more excited, you could share my podcast with your friends who you think would get great value from it. Thanks so much again for tuning in.